0: Welcome to this issue of the Journal of Neuroophthalmology podcast. I'm Dr. Prem Zubramanian, Associate Professor of Ophthalmology at the Wilmer Eye Institute and the online content editor for the journal. Today, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Dr. Kathleen Degree, who was the 2011 Jacobson lecturer and has just published her lecture in the Journal of Neuroophthalmology entitled Neuroophthalmology in Pregnancy, What Does a Neuroophthalmologist Need to Know? She is professor of ophthalmology and neurology at the University of Utah. We also have the pleasure of being joined by her husband, Dr. Michael Varner, who is a professor of obstetrics and gynecology and a high-risk perinatologist and high-risk OB at the University of Utah as well. And we have the pleasure of his expertise on this topic as well. So Kathleen, thank you very much for joining us today. And I'd like to start by asking you about um, one issue that seems to come up with pregnant women, and that is coagulation disorders. They're at the heart of many neuro problems of pregnancy. And are women with connective tissue diseases at a much higher risk for these problems? And if so, is there any benefit to screening or even
1: prophylactically treating them? Well, Prem, uh, definitely people who have previously diagnosed uh, connective tissue diseases before pregnancy need to go through pre-pregnancy uh, counseling, so as to avoid as many complications in pregnancy because they are at higher risk of neuro-ophthalmic complications. Uh, If a woman has been diagnosed with, for example, systemic lupus, uh, her high-risk OB will definitely be following her through the pregnancy to uh, prevent many complications or at least to be monitoring her for problems. If a woman is diagnosed in pregnancy as having a connective tissue disease, uh, the subsequent pregnancies will be also monitored uh, so that the person does not get into a a problem or if they get into a problem it's quickly noticed and recognized and treated.
0: I
2: would uh, emphasize uh, as well the uh, importance of a thorough family history. Um, Pregnancy... uh, itself does uh, modestly increase the risk for thromboembolic uh, complications, Uh, and with some regularity, we will initially diagnose a thrombophilia as a result of a thromboembolic uh, complication in pregnancy. Uh, Many of these are inherited, and a good family history can uh, oftentimes... uh, um, uh, be uh, helpful both to the uh, ophthalmologist and to the uh, uh, obstetrician. The other point I would make uh, about uh, uh, about uh, pregnancy is that the, um, the period uh, of greatest risk for thromboembolic complications uh, in pregnancy is, in fact, not pregnancy, but um, the postpartum time period, particularly the first couple of uh, weeks postpartum. So um, both neuro-ophthalmologists and uh, obstetricians need to be uh, uh, aware of that time span as well.
0: Cle- clearly a very important thing for us to keep in mind.
1: I would just add that, uh, but I would not recommending screening every single woman who's getting pregnant for a connective tissue disease before pregnancy, but the family history would be the quick screen that could be done at no extra cost.
0: Sure.
2: I I would uh, uh, agree entirely. We do not screen all pregnant women for thrombophilias.
0: Moving from the issue of coagulation more to what we do once we recognize a disorder, in your lecture, you uh, seem to take a more interventional stance with respect to some testing and medication use than some others might advocate. And how do you convey those ideas to your colleagues in obstetrics and radiology? Uh, do you educate them about the risks and benefits? what What do you recommend to people out there taking care of patients who have these problems?
1: Well, I think every neuroophthalmologist, neurologist, ophthalmologist should partner with a high risk obstetrician or perinatologist. These women, by definition, are already high risk. And uh, a perinatologist has a lot of experience dealing with very sick pregnant women and knows the benefit of getting the diagnosis correctly. I uh, personally stress getting the correct diagnosis first because if we know the diagnosis, we have a better chance of actually coming up with a treatment that will work and be satisfactory.
2: Michael,
0: do you
1: have any comments for us?
2: Yeah. I would uh, emphasize uh, from an obstetric perspective uh, that um, it uh, has been our experience that if we can take optimum care of mother, she can take optimum care of uh, her baby. And with few exceptions, we recommend um, taking the same approach to diagnosis during pregnancy that uh, uh neuro ophthalmologists would take. Uh, if that same woman were not pregnant. In particular, we um, do not have reservations about uh, the appropriately uh, indicated uh, radiation. Uh, The threshold for teratogenesis from ionizing radiation, even directed at the uterus, uh, far exceeds um, uh, anything that would be done uh, in terms of neuroophthalmologic ophthalmologic uh, uh, imaging. Likewise, we actually use MRI with regularity in pregnancy to uh, refine our diagnoses of fetal anomalies. So if uh, uh, an MRI is uh, appropriate, uh, it ought be done. If it really makes a difference with contrast or not, uh, use the contrast, uh, but... Um, I would just uh, second Kathleen's uh, observation um, and making, the importance of making the uh, proper diagnosis to uh, uh, enable us to make the proper uh, treatment
0: plans. Okay, no, that's good to hear, and uh, I think that our listeners will appreciate that very measured approach to things. Have you, either of you, been seeing an increase in pregnancy-associated eye problems because of the rising maternal age that we see, especially in developed nations?
1: Well, certainly women are having uh, babies later in life uh, in the developed nations, and uh, as a woman ages, uh, the tendency to have complications in pregnancy also increases. Uh, The optimum time for pregnancy is actually in a very young woman, and most women will delay pregnancy for vocational, avocational, or other reasons, and so there may be a slight increased risk. The other thing that's happening as our population ages is we're becoming more obese. And unfortunately, obesity itself is associated with marked increase in pregnancy-related complications. So I would say uh, the answer is uh, yes. And I'm sure Michael has some things to add to this as well.
2: I, I would em- emphasize, besides those two very points, that that pregnancy really is a window to long-term women's uh, health, and um, in uh, obstetrics we see it all the time that a woman uh, develops uh, gestational diabetes or or preeclampsia, particularly preeclampsia beyond her first baby. It goes away after she delivers, but then 5 or 10 years later, she's developed uh, type 2 diabetes or chronic hypertension, uh, uh, respectively. So uh, besides the fact that that those complications increase uh, at least linearly with maternal age, um, they also provide a a valuable window to that woman's long-term health that we all need to uh, keep in mind.
1: That would mean then that neuroophthalmologists should be taking a pregnancy history and complications in pregnancy history so that we can understand uh, what other diseases she might develop down the line as she ages. It certainly
0: seems like early recognition of these problems is going to be key, and I think we all need to be vigilant for them in our patients who come in uh, whenever they might be in their pregnancy. I want to thank both of you for participating today on this podcast for the Journal of Neuro-ophthalmology. And thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. This podcast represents the copyrighted content of the North American Neuro Ophthalmology Society. All views expressed in this podcast represent the opinions of the participants. It does not necessarily reflect the views of the North American Neuro-Ophthalmology Society. To find out more about the North American Neuro-Ophthalmology Society and its journal, the Journal of Neuro-Ophthalmology, please visit www.nanosweb.org.